0: You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Hey, hi, and welcome. This is Amanda here, your host, and I know that you've got lots of talents hidden deep inside you and all of the ones that are bubbling up on the surface. So welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. So the word for today is relationship so what does that word mean for you what does i mean what kind of relationships do you have (laughs) Eh? what kind of relationships do you have um so i mean there are several there are several that i wanted to just quickly touch on and it's it's definitely something that you need to contemplate reflect on every now and again because you've got to invest in the relationships that you have and you have to you know make the most of them and and yeah just you know if you want to grow closer in relationships then you have to put in the time and so where we look at how this impacts on our creativity you look at your peer group you know who are the who are the other creatives the other artists that you connect with that you spend time with do you have somebody that you can bounce ideas off if if that's you I mean it's it's not me I don't bounce ideas about my work. Um, I may be, I may talk about a new technique or some supplies I'm, I'm using, but I don't feel the need to ask anybody if what they think of the particular thing that I'm working on that will then inform my, my work in how I particularly do it so I'm not saying that I don't ask people for advice in terms of how to use a particular supply um, or how to well not even how to use a particular supply I mean I do my research if I've brought something or I've seen something that I think um, that I really want to use then I get it I look it up I look at the manufacturers and see what how else I can use it I mean there's the way that I brought it for and there's other ways that you can use it or I'm not saying that I don't ask I'm trying to think of um a a thing something that I would have maybe contemplated asking somebody so there's um a brilliant um he's a sculpturist I mean he does other work I'd say he's a mixed media, media artist but He's also, his main thing is working with um, figures and sculpture and he works with concrete and other materials. So I was looking, I was asking him about um, how he uses it and what other things he mixes with it um, to kind of change the weight to a certain degree or you know just what his methods were and he was like really helpful and he um was he he he's the kind of person that's very meticulous in terms of you know okay i've used these supplies and this is a result and so i can replicate it so if you're mixing the concrete with other materials and you're creating sculptures then obviously you need to know precise Um, measurements I mean that's not necessarily how I work all the time when I'm using paper clay yes obviously I know how I like my paper clay to be so I make it to the um, specifications that I would have done it and so that's the kind of thing that I would you know ask another artist and maybe sit down and say okay well yeah how did you use it and and um or if there's yeah techniques that I would lo- love to learn, then it's, it's always great. So that artist is called Jason Hope. You can check him out. He's got a YouTube channel and he's done lots of videos. Um, the other artist that I had, I had not come across this technique, but once I saw her demonstrate it, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'd love to be able to do that. And she's a ceramicist and um, her name's Juliana Innes. And she was making, she was doing a demonstration on creating coil pots. So this is a traditional way um, that in certain parts of Africa, that potters would make these, you know, uh, massive pots because they wouldn't have the potter's wheel that they could, you know, Um, Or they would have a a uh, foot-controlled one, not an electric one. But you would have to, and a lot of the women do it as well, you would have to create these coils and then create the pots and then do the shape and everything. And then you would use a fire pit. And so it was just like, when I saw it, it was just like, oh my gosh, it's opened up so many um, ideas that I would love to try And I've done very simple ones. I mean, I have taken, you know, done pottery sessions and worked with a kiln when I was very, very young and I really enjoyed it. And it was something that always stayed with me as um, an art activity that I really, really enjoyed. And um, it's funny that I didn't pursue it back then. I wanted to be an artist, but it was more doing portraits and paintings and things like that. Um, And so, yeah, that was something that she did the demonstration. I lapped up, you know, everything, all the knowledge. And I was then able to take it and incorporate it in the work that I do. And I'm, I'm actually thinking about working on, there I saw somebody, It was on Pinterest, but I saw somebody work with um, making these fabric pots. They just look beautiful. I mean, they're really mainly decorative, but it was fabric mixed with... It was like assemblage art. It was fabric mixed with other things, metal, wire, um, and I just loved it. I, I looked at it, and it really did kind of grab me, and I thought, whoa you know i'd love to do something like that so i'm experimenting and seeing how i can you know incorporate my own designs and look at some of the mat- some of the work that i've been doing now and how i can incorporate that and create this kind of 3d um make these you know large bowls that um are going to say what i feel they need to say, or, you know, whatever story, message, song, poem that needs to come out, um, that it will, you know, be expressed in the work that I'm doing. So um, relationships, the relationships you have with other artists, other creatives, and obviously you've got, you know, whether, you, you know, your family are around and so, there are those kind of relationships. And how does that impact on your creativity? So, for me, starting out, I used to work at the end of a kitchen table, and I had to, you know, clear up at the end of every session you know you couldn't you couldn't i always longed to just leave be able to get up and leave the thing so i could come back the next day and work on it but i couldn't i had to clear up because obviously you know the next day you had to breakfast and all of this kind of stuff so there was uh you know a certain dynamic in terms of do you fight for your space? Do you, you know, how do you turn up for yourself? And the other relationship that I wanted to mention was the relationship you have with yourself because we have so much going on. You know, you have the part of you that is very encouraging and inspiring and it's like, yeah, you're doing a good job. And then there may be another side of you that is just like, what is that? You know, what do you think you're doing? Oh. And we call that the inner critic. And I've been <laughs> discussing with my inner critic about this relationship where, you know, if you, if, if you allow the inner critic, which is a, a, a combination of all the maybe negative things that you've said, that you've heard said about you or people have said to you, um, and how can you find a balance between the critic? Cause I was saying to the critic, look, you know, if, if I'm working on something and you say something, can I feel, or sometimes it can be triggered just by looking at somebody else's work. It's really weird. Um, and then you just feel, oh my gosh, what, what am I doing? Um, but I said to the critic, like, you know, if we don't work together, then we both lose out. It doesn't make sense because I know, you know, you may want the best for me, um, but the way that you present your case can sometimes be the thing that makes me not wanna do it and question myself or question the road that I'm going down. And where, if we work together, then we'd both benefit. You know, I could proceed with caution or you know have an understanding of all the ramifications of what it is I'm doing I mean but creativity like you know working with clay I mean what kind of negative impact but it it is that um and, and so I let the critics sit with that because it's just like yeah so if you've always wanted to do a particular thing you're getting older so why not do it and that's one of the things I'm saying, you know, why not do it? Um, and that's, and and yeah, that's, that's the way I kind of deal with it and have dealt with it. And I think that it's important to kind of give room. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, I hear your concerns. And then throw some positive light on it. But actually, do you know what? Well, if you don't do it, like there was something that has had a deadline and I was kind of getting myself wrapped up with um all the things that I needed to do that were new to me to get this thing finished and it was just like oh I don't want to do it now like I'm halfway through it you've committed to it so if you don't do it it then reflects on you So that really isn't an option. And that's what I had to say to myself. It's just like, well, that isn't really an option because you wanted to go down this road. So you need to complete this project and come out the other end because whatever it is that you're getting anxious about in terms of all these new things that you need to do, which um, are taking you out of your comfort zone are not as bad as you think and not as, oh my gosh, that's a big mountain to climb. And really, it's just uh, a little rock. So I often have to have those kind of conversations with myself and just say, like, just press, just press, press publish or just press, you know, and I I, I don't just post and like, you know, but I, I do kind of give it some thought. But it's when you've given it some thought, you've got so far where all you've got to do now is press, publish and then you walk away thinking oh no I can't because you know what would they think and it's just like again I always say to myself well who are the they you know you talk about they what they might think I mean I'm not thinking that all the time but when you do you're talking about the they but who are they what do they look like you know put faces put put faces to the they to this group of people you think are judging you, that are external from you. Because I think that's the way the critic kind of puts, um, tries to deflect it and say, well, you know, well, it's not me, it's them. It's those people out there. So I'm just gonna drink some water. But it's those people over there that think that. I don't think that. So then you have to say, well, who are they? What do they look like? And even if you did manage to get some faces to this group of unknowns, you're going to realise that actually, well, that particular person is really encouraging. That particular person only has lovely things to say when they see my posts, And so it's like a smoke screen. And again, you know, if you're not thinking about the relationship you have with yourself and thinking about how you encourage yourself how you look after yourself more importantly and how you enable yourself to to go on adventures with your creativity with your art with whatever it is that you do or that you'd love to do and you make room for yourself you don't put any limitations you don't say well this is too hard so i can't do it think about well, okay, it's, it's challenging, I've not done it before, but maybe if I break it down, maybe I can look at it with fresh eyes, with a new perspective, and as I approach it, it will actually not be as hard as I thought. And I think nine times out of 10, if you did that, you would have a better result from the things that you try because you're not saying well and you shouldn't say well yeah you know it's my first time doing it and i should be an expert think about the things that have taken you time to learn you know you came out of your mother's womb you were born you learned to walk now you didn't try and get up and then think oh What am I doing? I can't do this, I'm not gonna bother to walk. You learn to talk, you learn a language, you know, hundreds of thousands of words in your vocabulary. Um, You taught yourself so many things. Start giving yourself an achievements book. Make an achievements book. So everything that you've done, celebrate it. The small things, the large things. But that relationship that you have with yourself has to be nurtured. You have to nurture yourself. And you do this by taking care of yourself, spending time with yourself. If you, like some of the days, like last month, a couple of months ago, I felt like, you know what I feel like doing? I just feel like, you know, you get up um, and then you make yourself a cup of tea and go back to bed and you read a book. Or you sit in your comfy chair and you, you know, or you do some writing or whatever. And it's when you get those kind of insights to some of the things that may be of nurture to you, then you should do it. Or if you can't do, drop everything there and then, make a note of it and plan it into your day. So you look at the relationships you have externally with other people, with close friends and family, and most importantly, look at the relationship you have. With yourself, and what is it you're? How is it you're nurturing yourself, and how is it you're enabling yourself to grow? You're picking yourself up when you fall. You're surrounding yourself with encouraging uh, people, and you're not too hard on yourself. You're you're forgiving of yourself, and I think that may be one of the most important things that you can do. So, as always, take your journal out and see how you can answer some of these or, you know, make a note of some of these ways in which you can, or make, yeah, make a note, write about those things, Uh, create imagery of how you feel about those things, how you feel about yourself, what images come up when you think about yourself, when you think about being kind to yourself. So take care, I hope to see you soon and I want you to stay blessed and be a blessing.